Welcome to the Disruptor Network Podcast. We are back with another episode of Disruptor's Network Podcast. We have an amazing guest for you today, Cassandra Worthy. Cassandra is the world's leading expert on changing enthusiasm. After a long career in corporate America for over 15 years, she worked at some of the world's largest businesses, Deloitte and & Touche and Berkshire Hathaway. She then left and started her own consulting company, Change Enthusiasm Global, and is doing the same for other companies like Johnson & Johnson. Now, she's releasing a book, Change Enthusiasm. The book is focused on using your bad times to produce good results, just by changing your attitude. She also had two amazing TEDx talks, and she's got a lot of good things to tell us. So without further ado, here we go, Cassandra Worthy. Ignition, lift off. Uh, welcome back to the Disruptors Network Podcast. We have an amazing guest with us today, and I just kind of explained how she's grown like a crazy amount <laughs> through her method of changing enthusiasm and through corporate America to now a book and TED Talks and Welcome, Cassandra Worthy. Thank you so much. Great to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited yeah, to be here. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I, in listening to your voice, right? If I didn't hear your voice and I was just heard you speaking, like mm-hmm. I feel like you're somebody who should definitely be doing voiceover and radio because you have like this very distinct. It's awesome. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, I feel like you know, you're, you're, you're not the first person who's told me that. You know, I worked in corporate for 15 years, and anytime I got on a, a a call, a conference call, you know, I'd say good morning, what up, and then I'd say my name, and everyone's like, Cassandra, we know it's you. You don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> we could totally tell it's you. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it's powerful. And, um, you know, I watched the TEDx talks and I haven't got a chance to read the book yet, but I did download the audio today. So I'm oh, going to start reading Thank that. You. But can you talk to us a little bit about that? I know that's um, a lot of what you've built things around, but uh, what exactly has changed enthusiasm? And can you tell us a little bit about the book? Sure, of course. So, yeah, I spent, like I mentioned, 15 years working in corporate America. I have a degree in chemical engineering. Uh, and so I spent years working in corporate, predominantly at Procter & Gamble, leading innovation organizations. But that, that career was also dealt with a lot of shift and change. So I spent some time dealing with acquisitions, uh, being a part of acquisitions, as well as you know, having to integrate cultures related to big businesses colliding in acquisition spaces. And through those experiences, I cultivated a mindset that I didn't really have language for when I created it, but I've now coined it change enthusiasm. Uh, And that is when you are going through really big change and disruption, typically the first things that bubble up for us are what I call the signal emotions, right? The signal emotions of change. And it's like being fearful. It's like feeling anxiety. It's like frustration, anger, right? And when you feel those emotions, they're signaling us, they're inviting us into our greatest opportunities to grow. And so it's up to us to understand how do we milk this opportunity for all that it's worth And then it's a three-step process, right? So the signal, the opportunity. And then the last step is the choice, right? It's up to you to choose from all of those options. How are you going to milk that opportunity for all that it's worth? Uh, And so that's what my work is all about now. And that's what the book is about. And truly, this is something that I created to help myself grow through those really big disruptions and those acquisitions. And I was able to build my career and grow in ways that I never even fathomed because of those changes and putting this mindset into practice. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, as I kind of went through your story and you said you were a chemical engineer and then you were working for big corporate America and really consumer goods, correct? Is that the yep, side of the correct. business you're on? Yep. Yep. Um, you know, I, I heard a couple of things that happened to you. And I think you went through a couple of huge acquisitions of your company where you then you were working for somebody else. And um, there was probably duplicate positions. Yes. It, I'm sure this came in a lot, whether it was frustration or anger or oh fear. Gosh. Um, you know, it, was it really just through trial and error that you started to kind of develop the system? And, and how long did it take you to develop it through, through your, your 
your experiences? Uh, years. <laughs> so this is a practice, right? So I say it's three simple steps, but you can't just practice them once or do it once and then say, okay, I'm a change enthusiast. It doesn't work that way. Uh, you have to practice it in the face of every signal emotion, every change. And the more you practice it, you build this muscle of resiliency. So yeah, it took me many years to really, really ingrain it in my brain and make the synapses start connecting and, and all of that. But honestly, it started because of perspective that I got from a mentor. So the very first really big acquisition that I was a part of, I transitioned into a business that Procter & Gamble had acquired. And it was a huge multi-billion dollar acquisition. And when I got into that business, it was like I had quit P&G and was working for a completely different company. And everything that I had learned and known of the culture of P&G was completely gone. And it was a very us versus them type of dynamic. And it felt like no matter what ideas I had, what I brought to the table, those folks didn't want to hear it. Like it's, it's like, we've been doing this for years. We don't even know why we were acquired. We do this well. We don't need any of your, of your support or help. And so it was a really trying time. So I felt a lot of frustration. I felt a lot of anger. And I went to a mentor, basically just venting to her, right? Saying how terrible the work was and everything short really of her firing my manager. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have been acceptable, right? There was nothing, there was nothing going, yeah. I thought that was the solution. Look, this dude needs to go. <laughs> and then you should promote me. <laughs> so, so I'm venting to her and telling her about all this. And she was like, Cassandra, I want to offer you some advice. You can either get bitter or you can get better. And that's your choice. Um, at first, when she said that, it didn't sit well with me because I'm like, she's not listening to me. She's not going to do all the things that I need her to do so that I can have a better work experience. Yeah. But you know, the more that I thought about those words, bitter or better, it's like, you know what? She's right. I do have a choice. I do have power on how I experience my work. You know what? I'm going to take control of that power. And start, started, you know, choosing differently, different options, started engaging with my colleagues differently, doing things, showing up in a different way in my work. Uh, and I was able to excel in that business because of putting these steps into practice, practicing this mindset. Every awesome. time I felt anger, oh, I'm being signaled. This is an opportunity. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to learn about myself. I'm going to learn about this business, something. And I'm going to choose that growth. I'm going to choose to learn and to grow. That's awesome. Did you get to a point, because I know you're, not, you're obviously an entrepreneur at this point, and you mm -hmm. left that world, and you, you were two companies from what I've seen in Deloitte Intuition, Berkshire Hathaway, that like, you probably got a, a full spectrum of, of experience, right? That those are two mm -hmm. largest companies in the world. Absolutely, um, yeah. yeah did, sure. did you get to a point where you were just like, I had enough of corporate America, or I had enough of this, I just want to be, like, how did you, how did that, how did you transition from that into where you are today? Yeah, believe it or not, it wasn't when I left corporate, it wasn't because I was sick and tired. It wasn't because I was fed up. I was actually having a blast. I was having <laughs> a ball in corporate. And I, I recognized that I was having a blast really because I came to embrace what I see my true life's purpose to be, which is sharing this light, this energy, this joy that I feel flowing through me to share that with another and then to see that same energy and joy bounce right back at me through their face, through eyes, through smiles. And I was able to do that leading innovation organizations, working with suppliers, launching big complex initiatives. I was able to live that purpose. And so I was having a ball. But what happened was I started to listen to that intuition, right? That whisper that I had heard really for many, many years telling me, Cassandra, there's something more. There's something different that you should be doing to leverage your talents and your gifts that's not leading these organizations. 
And I also started to hear that value that I would just hear replicated across many different organizations and employees and, and, and managers saying that, you know what, you're a great innovator, you're a great technologist, but it's your energy, your joy, the way that you can inspire an organization, that's, you can do that like nobody else. And so I'm like, okay, these things are lining up to look a little bit different than what I'm doing here in corporate. So really, I just started pursuing curiosity. It's like, what could this be? Maybe I could write a nonfiction book. And I thought I would just be a, a, an author, a writer. Um, but I ended up discovering speaking and being on a stage. And that's when I was like, yo, <laughs> this, this is where it's at right here. Um, and so once I discovered the stage, once I discovered that I could actually package this mindset that I've been practicing for years in a way that somebody else could adopt it and actually grow through really difficult and challenging change, I knew that that's it. That's my work. And so I started building my consulting firm as a side hustle. As I was still leading complex innovation in corporate America, I did that for about two years. And then I got to the point where I had more engagements with clients, speaking engagements and consulting engagements than I had vacation days in my corporate position. So I was like, all right, I, I gotta go. I'll have to leave, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the right that, next step, right? And so I've yeah. been doing this full time for going on two and a half years now. It's been a blast. I, I, I gotta tell you, um, it's refreshing to hear a different story. Um, and what I mean by that is that People who usually leave corporate America and then become entrepreneurs or um, they become speakers or they write, it's usually from a place of, I just get so sick and tired of it, I quit and I, and I walked away. And I, it's refreshing to hear somebody who didn't do that. Like, hey, I was, having, I was fine with my job, but like, I just wanted more. Like yeah. was, I needed, I, I wanted to touch more people. So I, I think that to be totally honest with you, your story is a little bit unique in that way. I think you speak to most people that have done what you've done and it's not the same. So that's refreshing um, because I think and I'm so used to hearing- let me just, I will say that it wasn't all great. Like every day wasn't, wasn't exceptional. And the same is true with the work that I do now. I definitely still yeah. had challenges. There were, you know, dynamics that I didn't, wasn't necessarily fond of. Um, but overall, I was having, having a good time and I was learning every single day, which is for me, what's most important in the work that I do. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, you want, and again, I don't think any job in the whole entire world is going to be good every single day. And I think yeah, if it was, right? we probably, We'd probably be bored, right? So yes, I think that, we wouldn't be growing. <laughs> we wouldn't know. Um, I, I listened to an interview recently, and you said something that that really like stuck out to me, and I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was great because it really made me think about it. You said mm -hmm. that I've been getting called a lot more in the last year and a half um, to speak and to talk and to tell my story, and it's because you know I, you know I, I think it's probably because I'm a black woman and, and that's that's a speaker for for not only black women for the LGBTQ community and like. Mm -hmm. And I, I, and you said something I thought was funny. You're like, I don't know if I should be offended or I should be like, <laughs> I should embrace it. And like, when you said that, that I really, I, that really caught my ear. And I, and I, and, um, but when I thought about it, when you said it, I was like, you know what? I, I think it's just, you've been given a power now to kind of really, to, to really show who you are to people. And if that's a platform, then that's a platform. But when you said that, I just wanted to point out, I really like, it spoke to me a little bit, right? Like yeah. you, you turn, you turn what, what could, could be perceived as a negative into a positive. Yeah. And, and to be fair, right? So in our industry, as, as a female, as a, as a Black person, as a, somebody in the LGBTQ, um, we are sometimes pigeon-held or assumed to be diversity, equity, inclusion speakers. Um, you're a Black female, you must speak about inclusion. And so oftentimes that is the precedent or I guess the expectation. But I will tell you, I am not an inclusion speaker. I'm not someone who is an expert in DEI. I am a change expert. I talk about the emotions of change. 
Um, and so when somebody comes to me at that angle, assuming because of the color of my skin uh, and, and, and my gender that that must be what I talk on, it's like, no, I, I don't actually. Um, so that's, that's one piece. And then the other piece is with everything that happened last year and kind of this wave of social awakening that we are, they're seeing here in this country with the racial injustices and these systemic issues everywhere, you are seeing corporations, businesses ask for someone to be on that stage that, yeah. that looks different, uh, that doesn't look like, you know, um, uh, an old white man, all right, to, to, be, to yeah. be quite blunt. No, um, it, it, and it's so true. now I'm seeing more of those opportunities. And that's kind of what I was speaking to. It's like, what took you so long? <laughs> you know, no, but it, it, you um, know what? Though? But, it, it, you're, you're, you're right in a lot of ways. And, and the whole thing is, is that there's two ways you can look at that. And it's like what you said before, you could be bitter, you could be better about it, right? Yep. If you look at it as like, Oh, well, now all of a sudden you need me, right? Or you can look at it as like, well, I'm glad you need me because now I'm going to get up and tell my story. I'm not going yes. to, I'm not going to let you, you, you change my narrative. I'm going to tell what my story is to it. I don't have to, I don't have to speak to what you think I should be speaking to. Exactly. And I don't care why that door opened. The door opened and I'm walking through it and I'm going to share yeah. my energy and I'm going to share my message. And the more stages that I get on, the more stages I get invited to be on. Uh, and so for me, it's been a really incredible trajectory these past 18 months. It's uh, really, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I, and I think that I, I'm very positive in general, right? And I, and I want to I wanna be positive and have pe positive people around me. And, and I think that's the case sometimes. I think sometimes, look, even for me, sometimes people um, think it's okay to say things to me um, because I'm a white male, right? They think, mm -hmm. oh, this guy's, this guy's in the club, right? And, mm -hmm. and it's so offensive to me when it happens. I'm just like, well, why do you think that was okay to say to me? But yeah. like, and then I try to educate and turn into a positive. I'm not going to, walk around and, and, and fight everybody, but I, I want to address it every single time it happens. So I feel like you're doing the same thing. It's like, why do you feel like that I'm the person to be on the stage? Okay, if you feel that way, then let me, uh, let me tell you who I really am. You know what I mean? So, and I, I think that's important. And I appreciate you doing that. And I want you to continue. So every yeah. single time that happens, it's a learning opportunity, right? And so for you to vocalize and be a part of that conversation, I think is very important. And the more people that look like you can have those types of interactions, I think the better for us all. So please keep educating, keep sharing that perspective and keep doing you because it's very important. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. And, you know, I, I kind of went through this thing. Last year was tough, I think, for everybody in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I live, you know, two miles from New York City. And, mm -hmm. you know, I would wake up every single morning and, and you know, there was looting and there was, there was just like anger everywhere. And, it's, yeah. you know, you get up every single day and we're already in the middle of a pandemic, right? So yeah. it's like, how much are you going to give us? But, I, you know, it came to the point where it was like, I'm either going to sit here and, or I'm going to try to do something that, that I think really affects change. And I started a scholarship program um, oh, to, try, to try to, yeah, to try to bring people into my business. I wanted to give people access to things they didn't have access to. Right. So it's like, mm -hmm. I don't think my best use is, is marching because I think that I could be a better use of the, to the community. So my, my, I started bringing younger people in who didn't have access to get them licensed as professionals in my business. And, and it's really worked out. It's, it's been, it's been a learning experience, but it's really worked out. But, you know, what, how did you feel last year? Did you feel like at any point pressure to change your message or um, to, to, to kind of go, go towards that light a, a more? So the beautiful part about my message is that it did not change. It was only strengthened. And I think made even more relevant in the eyes of a lot of C-suite executives. Uh, and the message is rooted in these really difficult emotions that we face when going through change. And this strategy, this mindset and the tools associated with it, given my engineering mindset, is very pragmatic and anyone can practice it. And it allows leaders and employees alike to face those emotions head on, 
to recognize them as gifts, and then leverage this power of choice to start to transform that energy, right? To start transforming organizational unrest, anxiety into anticipation, like we're about to grow. We're gonna become better because of this. How are we gonna do that? Let's lean in, let's all figure out how we can become better. And so I think if anything, the message was made much more relevant. Um, and the clarity that I've put around my marketing, you know, my, my, my business website, uh, my social media outlets really conveys that crystal clearly that this is a mindset that enables those who practice it to grow through change, to face That's the right. emotions of change head on, leverage that energy as fuel for growth. And so for me, it was, uh, it was, it was big, it was big. And, and of course the first you know, month or so was very dark, <laughs> was, uh, was very challenging. Yeah, you know, as sure. the revenue dwindled, as the calendar, you know, just vanished. Um, and I, I gave myself some grace and let myself binge Netflix and eat potato chips for about <laughs> two or three weeks. Yeah. Uh, but then I was like, you know what? I'm a practicing change enthusiast. I got these emotions. I'm being signaled. I'm about to grow. And so every day I made one little choice to lean into that opportunity, to maximize the opportunity. And now I've been graced to, to be in front of thousands all over the world and, and truly serve more people around the world than I ever thought that I would over yeah. these past 18 months. And it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. You just gave me another question in my head. And it's like, how, how did you pivot? Like, what was the pivot for you? You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. now I'm thinking, now I'm thinking about it because now I know you from that to here and you're doing great again right but but yeah. you probably went through a, a time where it wasn't so great for a little while so it how, wasn't so great i will pivot? tell you what helped me is that i inked my book deal uh the first week of march okay and the pandemic of course gripped the states the second week of march so i was writing my manuscript at the same time that i was trying to understand how am i going to pivot my business so i literally was getting up writing the practices the exercises the content that I had to put into practice each and every day in order yeah. to pivot my business. Um, and the way that I did it was first trusting that if I'm feeling these emotions that I'm about to grow, that there is an opportunity before me for me to grow and for my business to grow. And it's up to me to figure out how to do that. And so I knew that, okay, we're not meeting in person. So there's gonna be some type of virtual aspect to this. So let me see of uh, the speakers and the consultants out there who's already in the virtual game. What are they doing? Uh, can I take some courses? Can I get on somebody's calendar? I started reaching out to speakers that I saw already had home studio setups. What's the best lighting? What's the right camera? How, how should I be thinking about this? Um, I started giving free keynotes virtually just to get a feel for them, just to give back to my client base. And eventually those free turned into, into revenue um, and then exploded into a lot of other things besides just keynote engagement. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a journey of curiosity and a journey of trust and belief that my message is important, it is relevant, and this is my work, and I'm living my purpose each and every day, and so I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that every day. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, and I think it's great. You're right that you've had to practice what you were actually preaching at that point because no, you were man. in the middle of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, never, never more than the past eighteen months. I'm telling you, you talk about signaling emotions. I got the feels, man. I got the feels. <laughs> I mean, and and I like what you just said too because I think that people take their eye to the price sometimes that. Your long-term message and or goal is that my, my message is relevant and people need to hear it, right? So yes. if a pandemic happens or something else happens in short term, you have some setbacks, your long-term goal is still the same. Yes, absolutely. And I, what I love so much about all the good that has come through such devastation and disruption over these past 18 months is that employers, C-suite executives, management is beginning to understand and fully embrace that employees are not just human capital, 
We are vibrant, emotional beings, right? With this wealth of emotional energy that needs to be acknowledged and recognized and given the tools and the strategies to leverage. How can we leverage all this emotional energy that we're all carrying, that there's an infinite well of, how can we leverage that for it to become fuel, to charge forth in our growth and our business goals and becoming better employees, better contributors, better innovators all along the way. Um, yeah. And I think the, the most power in the message is that it's not about blind optimism. So when I say people that I, I wrote about change enthusiasm, I created change enthusiasm, I'm naturally kind of upbeat and optimistic as you can hear and see, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's not about ignoring the difficult emotions. It's not about suppressing them. It's about acknowledging them. It's about letting them exist, granting ourselves grace, and then accepting their invitation into that opportunity to grow. So this actually cool. accounts for those tough emotions, doesn't ignore them, doesn't tell you just leave them at the door when you come into work. Yeah, I think I think that's the biggest problem that we face in general, right? It's like, yeah. oh, just let it go. We'll forget about it. Or yeah. no, it's yeah, it's, it's it's like the worst thing you probably could tell somebody because it doesn't go anywhere. Exactly. Um, exactly. You, you spoke about it. I think in your tenth your tenth talk that um, at some point you decided to change your life, right? You lost you lost fifty pounds. You changed your routines. Yeah. Yes. What spurred What spurred you to do that? Uh, and how present is it in your day? Like how present is your routine and been part of your success? Yeah, what spurred me to do that was something very acute, and it was being arrested for DUI. <laughs> um, so that was something a, will shake a, you. a, a yeah. life experience um, that was one of the strongest, biggest inflection points of my life. Um, and it was after that DUI arrest that I actually embraced my alcoholism and that I fully embraced sobriety. And that happened going on seven years ago, and I haven't had a drink since. And after embracing my alcoholism and sobriety, that's when I really could unleash my curiosity, curiosity about coming to know me, my gifts, what my purpose is, and curiosity on how to share those gifts as big and brightly with the world as possible. And so I strongly believe that it was that inflection point that ultimately kind of started putting me on this path of entrepreneurship, business ownership, and doing what I, what I do today. Um, and so now I, I love a delicious latte. Um, I am an avid journaler every day. I have to journal. It's a spiritual practice for me. Um, and every day I am excited and I anticipate being able to live my purpose, um, and to share my joy and energy and to inspire that same energy from another. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I get to do that every day now. And it's the bomb. That's awesome. Yeah. Something's going to shake all of us. I, I always tell people, I feel like, um, when I felt like the times I felt like I was at rock bottom were a gift. Like they weren't, yeah. they weren't a problem. They were, they were a gift. And I think that for you, the same thing, because it probably, there was stuff that you were ignoring. Even probably you weren't feeling so great every single day, yeah. but you were just ignoring it. You could you just kind of continue down that path. So yeah. that's awesome. I, I'm not a drinker either. I haven't drank in, uh, I'm going on eight years now. And I just, yeah, just you do. Just, yeah, so, so just didn't agree with me and I just stopped doing it. But I, but what I realized about it is that I just didn't feel like the same person when I was doing it. Um, I didn't sleep the same. I didn't feel the same the next day. I didn't have the same energies. And I just was like, you know, I want to do something, time is short. I want to do something that's going to empower me every single day and not uh, debilitate me. So totally. um, what, what else are you working on? I know the book's out right now. I know you have a consulting company. I mean, what do you have coming up that people should know about? Um, the book you definitely should go buy. It's on every yes, platform. I found, I found it on Apple Books today, but I know it's on Amazon and everywhere else. Yep. So go buy the book. Um, yeah, but you go to, to changeenthusiasmbook.com. You can actually download a free chapter today if you want to just have a sneak peek before you buy it. Okay. Changeenthusiasmbook.com. Awesome. And, and, and what else are you working on now that you, that you feel like people should know about? 
So I've uh, just finished another, a new collaboration with LinkedIn Learning. So I've got a new course out about engaging That's your great. virtual audience. Uh, I cool. think some aspect of virtual is here to stay. Um, as we think about the future of work, there's going to be some element of this that will remain. And so I think it's important that we think about the energy that we bring into the virtual space, as well as ensuring that we're filling up our own tank so that we can maintain and sustain that energy throughout the day. So I'm super excited about that course. Just That's dropped cool. a few weeks ago. Check that out. Um, I'm also building out my consulting practice. So up to this point, I have been very B2B focused, working with Fortune 100 corporations around the world. Next year, I'm going to start more so focusing in B2C. So I don't want this message and the tools that I take to into you know, uh, corporations, my leadership workshops, my employee engagement workshops, I don't want those to only be for people who are working in large corporations. I want other people to be able to access that. And so next year, the team's gonna be building out an institute or an academy online so that folks can actually go and get these tools, take these workshops, get these lessons, get some cool e-learning um, and some tools so that they can become a practicing change enthusiast so that they can be trained in these lessons and in these tools as well. Um, so look out for that. It's coming hopefully sometime in 2022. It's a big undertaking, um, but I think I have the team in place to, to put it together. So That's if you go awesome. to changeenthusiasmbook.com to get that free download, you're going to get signed up for my newsletter. And that's going to have all the information and the latest of, of when all this is going to come to fruition. I, it's great. I think it's smart um, because I think it, it's never been a better time in history to be a, a B2C company. Yeah. I think, you know, through social and everything else, you have such a, a connection that you don't need middle people in the middle. You don't need people. You, you can go right to consumers. So I think it's Absolutely. I think it's great that you're going directly. You're working on that because I think yeah. it's really needed. Yeah, and um, I mean, that's that's my mission, right? I want this message in the hands of as many people as it possibly can be, whether they're working for corporate or, or not. So I want to make those tools available to, to anyone. That's awesome. And, and listen, I really plug into what you're doing. I, lo I love your attitude. Where can people, um, f when's the best place to find you? If people want to speak to you, is it your website? Is it your social? Sure. Where's the best place to get to uh, you? Sure. So do go to CassandraWorthy.com or ChangeEnthusiasmBook.com. Get signed up for the newsletter. That's going to hear you know, the latest news uh, appearances and where I'll be uh, on a monthly basis. And come see me on LinkedIn. So Cassandra Worthy on LinkedIn. Connect with me, follow me, shoot me a message. Uh, I'm most active on that platform. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, um, but but find me on LinkedIn. That's where I'm where I'm most active. So that's a good question for you, by the way. And I'm, I'm going to wrap up with you. This I'm going to let you go. I know you're pissed, but um, LinkedIn. So I'm my my real um, biggest platform is Instagram, and I'm on LinkedIn, and I haven't. I, I'm trying to really find successful ways to use it better because um, I think it's important. Because I think it's especially for the for what you're doing. Um, you're talking to corporate America, you're talking to B2C, you know, what are some tools that you're using on LinkedIn you think that would be useful for the people in the audience that are listening? Oh man. So make sure you have a really compelling profile, right? So share not only the work that you're doing or the role that you're in, but also just what drives you, what you're passionate about um, and make it very authentic and real to you. Um, I also have engaged in, a, in some LinkedIn live sessions, which has been cool. Um, a lot of visibility with those, you know, because I am a LinkedIn learning instructor, I get to partner with their corporate group quite a bit. Um, and the e-courses, the e-learning has been great for me uh, as far as adding credibility to what I do and what I bring, as well as making this knowledge and the messages more available for people all over the world. Um, so those have been some, some things that have really helped me. But yeah, to your point, I'm most active there because that's where my clients live. That's where my yeah. clients are. Um, and so I'm, I'm on that on that platform uh, quite a bit. That's awesome. Well, you're amazing. Um, I love the message. I love how positive you are. I love that how you, um, 
really started to affect change. Um, and I think more than anything, I think that's what's most important, what we need most. So thank you. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from you in the future. Let's do it, man. Let's keep collaborating. Uh, I like this. I dig you too. We, dig the energy. Uh, I, I appreciate it, Cassandra. Thank you so much. Thanks, listeners. Thanks so much. What an amazing interview with Cassandra Worthy. Her book, Change Enthusiasm, is definitely going to help people get past things that they're blocking themselves with that are hurting them getting to success because they're in their own way. So she really just talks about how you use the stuff that you know already and change direction with it to get to a better place with your business, with your life, with your branding, um, with your growth. You gotta check out her book, Change Enthusiasm. It's available on Amazon and on her, more importantly on her website. Go right to her website, CassandraWorthy.com, pick up her book, and stay tuned for more episodes of the Disruptors Network podcast.